0: totally accepts you and really really likes you enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace Welcome to Still Growing in Grace. I'm so glad you joined again to listen in on some really, really good news. That is what this program is all about. I know the religious world can be filled with a lot of gloom and doom and, oh no, you better get right with God and, and all sorts of fear-mongering tactics. Well, I'm here to bring grace and hope. And I hope that this show will become a, uh, a source of encouragement daily encouragement, um, give some positive direction and point uh, uh, point you towards a God who is really good, a God who deeply loves you, a God who deeply values you. I know we hear that God loves us. The Bible tells us that. And it is true. God does totally love you. But many of us don't even like ourselves. And I'm here to also confirm God likes you. And in light of that liking you, that that removes the job description of God having to love you out of a duty, which he doesn't. It's a false concept. But instead, there's an authentic agape towards you. He is madly in love with you, wants you to see him for who he really is. A God who loves and embraces you. Faults and all, that's not the issue. He's already made you right. And the more you believe that, the more you will wake up to the reality that God has made you good and you can actually live from your goodness, your new goodness. That's one with Christ. Today, we are going to continue in probably one of the most important series that I'm going to teach. It's called Healing Life's Hurts Through Understanding Forgiveness. I believe the topic of forgiveness is sorely misunderstood. I think there are some false concepts out there, and we are going to address all those topics on this program over the coming weeks. You're going to get a serious education. You're going to have your eyes opened wide and find a much better hope, Filled perspective on what forgiveness is and then be able to wash away what forgiveness is not. And that's coming up. Today, uh, or last week, we looked at uh, the idea of, this, uh, of a definition. What does it mean? And I want to uh, uh, start today with one final definition that I think is going to be helpful. This comes from a friend of mine, Martin Trench in uh, Alberta. I think he, I forget what city he's in now, it's just slipping my mind while I'm doing this recording. But Martin Trench is a pastor of an Alliance Church, Gateway Alliance, that's it. Um, He has taught me an awful lot, more than I thought. I went there to teach at his church, and I walked away being taught. And uh, that was a very awesome experience. So when I asked him about a definition of what forgiveness is, here's what he provided to me. and you'll, You'll like this, and you may have heard some of this before. He writes, Um, forgiveness, a saying that I've heard is that often, uh, and we often use my, I often use myself is unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. (laughs) Unforgiveness is a talk is toxic to yourself and to all your relationships. He goes on to say, forgiveness is not letting someone off the hook for what they have done. They should never have been on your hook in the first place. Even if they have done something wrong to you, forgiveness is letting yourself off the hook of continual emotional exhaustion that unforgiveness produces. That is powerful. He continues, one more paragraph, forgiveness is the untying yourself from things which were painful at the time, but are now over. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us in the Aramaic says, untie the knots that bind us as we let go of the bonds that we are holding up others with. To me, that defines forgiveness. Thank you, Martin Trench, for that. Uh, I have loved that definition and I wanted to begin today with that. Now, forgiveness is a nice topic and it's an important one. But I want to lay a foundation a foundation about the source of forgiveness. And Again, if I repeat myself, I'm sorry, but I don't know who's listening when and who's gone back to listen to previous uh, messages or if anybody's following along in the series. So if this is the first time you're hearing this, I want you to hear something really, really important. Number one, forgiveness is not something that you can do in your own or from your own ego. This is only possible from the place Of spirit of life within you, which means it's possible you can forgive, even though in your head you might be saying there is no way I'm going to forgive that person. Well, I believe you can, but it may not mean what you think it means. So, if we could come to trust the source of our forgiveness, I believe that is Jesus, then we may kind of drop our walls a little bit and become a little bit more teachable and realize, okay, this forgiveness thing that I may not understand is a possible, but if Jesus walks with me, maybe I'll walk through the journey and try to discover what this is, especially if it is for my benefit. And that's exactly what it is. Forgiveness is for your benefit, not for the other person. Can it have a residual effect and affect the other person? Absolutely, yes. But forgiveness, honestly, is between you and your Heavenly Father. It may have nothing to do with the other person, Please don't forget that because sometimes we choose uh, to not forgive or we we refuse to forgive because we have this other person in our minds and we think through, well, if I forgive, then all these things have to happen. Please don't run ahead. Stop and realize forgiveness has to do with a one-time moment event and it is also a process. And we're, we're going to explain that in the weeks to come. You'll, you'll really like this series. So let's talk about the source. Um, who is the one who we gain the power from and the wisdom from to be able to forgive? And it is, of course, Jesus Christ. And I would like to us to take a look at John chapter 1. Uh, it might be in first John, I forget now. Um, but it begins like this. I think it's John, John chapter 1. And if we can just take a walk through just a little bit of the first chapter today, that's all we're going to look at in today's program, you're going to see something or hear something, depending if you're watching online on YouTube or on Facebook, or if you're only listening to this on a podcast, or if you're listening on the local radio station here on Faith FM, um, these next words need to get deep deep down in you you need to hear how important and who this person is that is your source to be able to forgive whatever hurt there is whether it's a simple hurt or a deep lifelong hurt let's take a look and see if you can capture and hear who i am talking about john chapter one in the beginning was the word And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now, when I'm reading these verses, verses one and two here, the word word, W O R D, is in capital letters, as in the W is capital. It's not the small W. It's a capital W. It's referring to Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was Jesus. And the Word, Jesus, was with God. And the Word, Jesus, was God. Jesus was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being, I'm drawing a picture for you. I'm laying a case for the magnificent wonder of who the source of your forgiveness is. Not just that He has forgiven you. We've we're, we're, we've covered some of that, but instead we're we're taking a look at this whole idea of who this is. Again, all things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Verse 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Oh, my goodness. So, so far, verse three says all things came into being. So everything that you were touching, experiencing, the people, you know, the believers, the unbelievers, everything, everyone has come into being through Christ. Okay. Really important. That has, that has ramifications. If you've not thought that through verse five, John one, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Wow. This can have a deep effect in how we see people. I believe the light shines in people and there are many people in darkness. The light that's in them is darkness to them, but it's still there. Take a look at for a moment, second Corinthians four, it says for God, for God who said light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. There is a light in us, and that light, if if it's darkness to us, especially for unbelievers, they're not seeing light to them. It's just dark for them. They they don't have it. So uh, there's a sense, an internal sense of darkness to them. So if the light that is in there, if that light is dark, oh my goodness, but when it wakes up, there's a light that will shine out of that darkness. That's big. that's a a thing that we need to see because sometimes we're not we're not sure what that could possibly mean but let's let's keep going that's these are verses you need to remember um let's go back to first uh, uh, John uh, sorry John 1 verse 7. he came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. Whew. who came as a witness? huh? I believe this had to do with John the Baptist. He came as a witness that all might believe. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light which coming into the world enlightens every man. Not some, every. Look it up in your own Bible. John 1, verses 7 to 9, he came as a witness to testify about the light. And then in verse 9, it says, there was the true light, which coming into the world, Jesus, enlightens every man, every person. Now we jump to verse 14. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You remember that from another part of the stories that we've shared already on this program. Well, there is so much good news in this that if you think you are without hope, you need to realize the light of Christ is shining through you. And you may feel like you're in a dark pit. But there's light there. Perhaps pray, God, open my eyes to see this light that I'm hearing could be in me. Well, I'm telling you, it is in you. And if you don't see it and you're in darkness, it's a great darkness. But there's hope. Jesus came to enlighten you. The enlightenment is the revelation of Christ in you. Colossians 1.27, the little secret that that Paul wrote, he goes, here's a secret. It's been hidden for generations. Psst, hey. Christ lives in you, the hope of glory. That is incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Christ lives in you. Not many people see that or will ever know that. Well, come back and join us for the second half of the program as we continue to dive into the source of who our forgiveness is and where it comes from. I hope you enjoy. Are you looking for an encouraging church where you'll discover hope in God who truly loves and accepts you? Hope Fellowship in North Waterloo meets every Sunday at 1030, and the great coffee is only the first thing you'll appreciate. If you're looking for a safe place, a relaxed community of people who want to grow in the freedom of God's grace, welcome to Hope Fellowship, second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. Learn more at hopefellowshipycc.com, and they do have that great coffee. Looking for a real estate agent that will put your needs before his? Terry Van Lent is just that agent. Caring and honest are just two of Terry's best qualities, and they shine through in his real estate career. As a longtime resident of Waterloo Region, Terry is well acquainted with the area and its multitude of attractive amenities. For an agent that cares, call Terry Van Lent at Coldwell Banker Peter Benninger Realty, 519-742-5800, extension 2060. Welcome back to the second half of Still Growing in Grace. I hope the first half was encouraging for you. Uh, Let me give a quick shout out to those who sponsor this program. There are businesses that are making this show possible, helping pay for the expenses of running this every week. Uh, I hope you'll also consider contributing or making a donation, especially if you find encouragement in this program. You can do that online with the links below. So the first half of this program today, we're talking about the source of our forgiveness. Who is it that is the source of forgiveness? Our forgiveness, the power to be able to forgive, it is Christ. We can't do it in our own strength. So we're looking at John chapter 1, and we just finished reading something really bizarrely powerful. It says, The Word became flesh, John 1 verse 14, and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. It is Jesus who is full of grace and truth. Where does Jesus now live? In you and me. We are full of grace. The verse 16 says, for of his fullness we have received and grace upon grace. You are filled with this unbelievable capacity of grace, overflowing grace is in you. Verse 17 says, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Christ. This is in John chapter one, the passion translation for verses 16 and 17 say it like this, and it's beautiful. And now, Out of his fullness, we are fulfilled. And from him, we receive grace heaped upon more grace. Moses gave us the law, but Jesus, the anointed one, unveils truth wrapped in tender mercy. And where is that truth? In us. That is the light that shines through all things. It's his truth and grace. That's the good news we share with people. Verse 18 in John 1 says, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father. He has explained him. It's Jesus. He is the only one who knows the Father. And this is where the source and power to forgive come from. Verse, the um, Passion Translation reads verse 18 like this, No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor except the uniquely beloved Son, who is cherished by the Father and held close to his heart. Now he has unfolded to us the full explanation of who God truly is. If you want to know the Father, you need to look at the Son. It is the Son, Jesus, who reveals Him. It is the Son who forgives. It's the Son who is the empowerment for us to be able to forgive. That's why, in this series, knowing the source of your forgiveness and your power to be able to forgive is critically important. Otherwise, you think you have to do it in your own strength. Too many people have told me, Mike, I can't forgive. I know you can't forgive in and of yourself until you know who the real you is. Then you can. Maybe you've been living out of the false you, the one who isn't really real, but you thought it was you until Jesus reveals your true identity. That's what this program is about—bringing good news. Listen to this: Colossians 1:15 to seventeen. Here is a fantastic confirmation of all that I've been sharing already. He, Jesus, is the invisible. Sorry, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created, things in heaven, and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things and in him, all things hold together. Let me reread that. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him, all things hold together. Oh boy, (laughs) this Jesus we say we believe in, this is why I'm making the case today, to remind us of the oh my goodness power of God in you. John 3.35 says, The Father loved the Son and has given all things into His hands. John 5.20 says, For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself is doing. You want to know what the Heavenly Father is up to? Look to Jesus. Jesus knows all these things. Colossians 1, 19 to 20 says, For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. This is your heavenly father at work in all things. Acts 17, 28 says, for in him, we live and move and exist as even some of your own poets have said, for we also are his children. This is the apostle Paul speaking to unbelievers. Yes. Go read that again. Acts 17, 28, his audience is unbelievers. And he says, we all live and move in him <laughs> for we are all his children yes we are oh my goodness this is this is a huge huge deal i wish that we could take a look at the, at the myths that we have been told. At the misunderstandings that we have been told about how much uh, God will forgive us if we repent. That God will forgive us if we do this or that. There, there is no such thing as conditional forgiveness. And, and I know you're going to jump to a couple key scriptures that say, well, if you don't forgive, God's not going to forgive you. I'm going to address that. And I'm going to address it beautifully. In fact, if you want a head start, I invite you to go to HopeFellowshipYCC.com or GrowingInGrace.ca. You'll see the link there to the Hope Fellowship website. And one of the messages that I recently did was on that very thing. Is this conditional forgiveness? What do we do with the Lord's Prayer? What do we do? Well, Martin Trench, at the beginning of our program, he addresses the whole idea of uh, uh, don't let those ties bind us unfetter the chains that bind us as we unfetter those that are we we are bound to so father forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us what if in the aramaic language there's a different nuance there what if it's saying and it is it's saying um uh, unfetter these chains like father uh unbind these just as I am bound, and so that when we get to the line after the Lord's prayer that says, "If you don't forgive others your sins, your heavenly Father will not forgive you," that to me is a big threat, and I'm I wrestle with that. And there, on Sunday, just this, just recently, uh, I shared an explanation to find a hope filled perspective on those verses. Go listen to them. It's gonna. You're, I'm not saying I'm fully right. I'm saying I'm offering suggestions and a perspective that I think has some value that we need to consider, stuff that we may not have been told before, because we've been told it has to mean something only what this cubbyhole is, what religion tells us, that it's conditional. Well, I believe there's way too much evidence throughout scripture that points to uh, the fact that we are fully forgiven. And I'm going I'm to lay that out in the next program. So this week, we're only talking about the source of who our source is. Believe me, folks, I don't think many, many believers know who they are in Christ. I think they're struggling to find uh, an identity. Uh, they're trying to find it in church and church will tell them. I, by the way, I'm a pastor. I know. And just because I'm a pastor uh, and I've done this, I've, I've told people you can be a better Christian by doing these things. Go to church, tithe, uh, read your Bible, pray every day, uh, all these things, the to-do list. Well, the to-do list is not a to-do list. That list that we've been given to, to, to encourage intimacy with God, that is not a list that encourages intimacy when we're told to do it out of duty. Instead, it's a get-to list. We get to connect with other believers. If it happens to be in the context of a traditional church, fine. There are home churches people go to and they're enjoying that. There's a a small coffee group church that meets. There's a golf course group that meets. There's a bar church that meets. They just go have a drink. There's a hockey uh, church that meets and just plays pickup hockey. There's You name it. The, The church is people, not a location. I hope you know that. So then when it comes to this forgiveness thing, I tell you, it's Jesus who's the source. And he's not bound by brick and mortar. He's not bound by the system we've got in place in the Western world. I think we can learn from a lot of churches, a lot of denominations. I've been a part of so many denominations. I just call myself multi-tribal now as people ask, what denomination are you? Well, I'm pretty much non-denominational, but even that can be a denomination to some people. But honestly, I've been exposed to so many. It doesn't matter. doesn't really. Do do I know Jesus? Yes. Am, Am I one with him? Yes. I believe that. Am I encouraging others to know this oneness? Yes. Okay. honestly, it's about the love of God. And I hope today you can find strength and encouragement, knowing that when we come to this place, when you get to that point where you're forced to look at, do I need to forgive or can I forgive this person, whoever it may be in your head, you can come to the realization that the source in you, Jesus, will walk through this with you so that you are able to forgive. Even if all you can do is get the words out and allow the emotions to catch up later. I've done that. I've wrestled with this. Well, that's a teaser for next time. We are going to continue next week in this whole study of healing life's hurts through understanding forgiveness. Join us on YouTube, Facebook, on the podcast page on growingandgrace.ca for much more. We look forward to seeing you or listening to you guys next week. Thanks so much. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com. Mark Wilson's Better Used Cars in Guelph is not your typical used car lot. Customers who shop there get the Insider Treatment, especially when buying from the Insider Man, Rod Sider. Rod will help you select a late model car, truck, van, or SUV from their large selection of vehicles, and he'll work with your budget. Call the Insider Man at 519-836-2900, extension 287, or visit Mark Wilson's Better Used Cars at the corner of Whitelaw Road and Highway 24, Guelph. and ask for the Insider Man. You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 11:30 when our teaching time will continue, or join us at 10:30 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacobs Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.